Hello, everyone. This is Andrew, the Latino conservative. This week, I'm in Des Plaines, Illinois, and yeah, I know, I know. It's been a while, but I'm back. Also, fair warning, this video may contain some material in it that seems not quite conservative, but I still really am a conservative at heart. One thing I fully stand for is equal rights. I believe everyone has the same rights as the person next to them, and they have the same rights as everyone else as well. In the United States, there's no legislation that would promote racism or bigotry, but there is against it. That means at some point in time, someone decided enough people thought that enough people thought that one human life was worth more than another, that it warranted addressing legally. So how does that affect us today? Today, we have more than just race and gender to address with equal rights. Thrown in the mix that's not addressed much is social or economic class as well. Thrown into that, we have wage, minimum wage talk. And I put that topic in there because I believe that those in the higher economic class control the minimum wages and wages in general of those in the lower economic classes. I'll pause real quick and say again, a disclaimer. I am against a socialist government. I did a Google search and found a list of the top earners in 2018, and the site that came up was Investopedia.com. But on top of that, for some reason, it showed the 2016 top earners, which were on the very top, and I wonder why. But that's a whole different category, a whole different video, data stuff. Coming to the top of 2018 list was Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla. His earnings for 2018 came in at a whopping $513 million, even though his company posted a $1 billion loss. Hmm. You see, Elon Musk doesn't want to take a salary, but to stay within the parameters of the law, he gets paid minimum wage and just never cashes his checks. So how does he get there? 99.99% of his income came via stock options tied to performance goals. Basically, his stock, his stock is performing awesome, so he gets to reap the rewards. Second on the list is Brendan Kennedy, CEO and president of Tilray, earning $256 million. His base salary is $425, up from $375,000 in 2017. Now, that's a $50,000 raise in one year. Heck, I want that job. I don't know what, I didn't know what Tilray was again, so I Googled it. Tilray is a Canadian pharmaceutical and cannabis company incorporated in the United States with primary operations headquartered in Toronto. Tilray also has operations in Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Portugal, and Latin America. So how does one go from the base salary of less than half a million dollars to $256 million? Again, over 95% of Kennedy's 2018 package consisted of pre-IPO bonuses, or in other words, stock options. Pop, stock options, go figure. Third is Bob Iger, chairman and CEO of Walt Disney, making $146 million. So the top three, you have automotive slash energy company. You have pot, which I see going along the way of big pharma before too long. And you have a media company. Now I could go on and on about how the rest of the top 10 are a mixture of more media companies, tech, energy again. But that's a whole different video that I'm going to make. 
Let's talk about money. Again, I'm a conservative, but I do see an issue here. Just the top three combined made almost a billion dollars in one year. In a list of 185 countries, those three would rank 17th above the Netherlands, Turkey, and a lot of other countries. So let's take another look at a few other CEOs, not in the top, but still making tons of money. Doug McMillian, the CEO of Walmart, brought in $22.8 million. And Stephen Easterbrook, CEO of McDonald's, was paid $15.9 million in 2018. Both of these CEOs took in way more in one year than most of their employees will ever see in their lives. Yet, their employees struggle to make ends meet and to get a decent health insurance. These two CEOs make more money than they need, yet their employees have to make life changing decisions between having food or having life-saving medications like insulin. Both of these companies have most of their employees working less than 30 hours a week, which in turn makes that employee a part-time employee, so they don't technically have to offer benefits. Oh, and they also get paid minimum wage. So how does this equate to equal rights? Their employees and everyone should have the rights to a livable income according to where they live. They shouldn't have to make the decision between foregoing life-saving insulin that costs about $300 a month because they can't afford private insurance that'll cost anywhere from $400 a month to over $1,000 a month since they only make just over $900 a month calculated minimum wage times 30 hours a week times 4.2 weeks per month. They still have to pay for rent, food, transportation, phones, etc., so there is assistance like SNAP and WIC, but if these people are putting in their time, they should get paid. Plain and simple. Does anyone disagree with me? But McDonald's is too busy putting in big order stations where you put your own order in and pay for it all on this big old screen. Oh, and by the way, someone did a test on those and every single machine they tested had traces of fecal matter. So yeah, don't use those. Also, Walmart is busy putting in their self-checkout lanes to essentially eliminate the jobs of the other checkers. You wonder why there's so many lanes closed? i tell you what really got me. I shop at Walmart quite often. It's kind of hard not to, though I've recently done more of their delivery apps so I can ensure someone at least is, getting, is earning some money from Walmart. But I go there the other day and I see a machine cleaning the floor. Now, this is no ordinary machine. This machine has some sort of brujeria behind it because there was nobody operating it. It had cameras and sensors on it and ran autonomously. Now, I don't know how much this thing costs, but let's say it costs $10,000. That's one person's salary there. And with that one machine, they could very well have taken the place of three people's jobs all so they don't have to provide benefits or a decent wage to their employees. The people putting on their shoes every day and going to work every day, you know, working class, has rights to those benefits and to that wage. Sure, they don't have to work there, but when's the last time you looked for a job? There are jobs out there, but that job hunt isn't easy. So, more unequal rights. Women. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, I am going there. I used to joke around, and I still do to, to an extent with my girlfriend, you know, saying stuff like, a man has as much right to have a door opened and dinner paid for him as a woman does. And we do. 
But this piece goes way beyond that. The Associated Press reported a woman in Utah is facing criminal charges that could force her to register as a sex offender after allegedly being seen topless by her stepchildren inside her own home. Tilly Buchanan, 28, was working with her husband in their garage in late 2017 or early 2018 when they both removed their shirts to prevent dust from getting on them. The children, ages 9 and 13, saw the couple topless, and when their birth mother later heard about it, the she mentioned it to the child welfare, welfare officials because she was alarmed that it was reported. The stepchildren, the stepmother was charged February in three counts of misdemeanor lewdness involving the child, and the husband faces no child, no charges. If convicted, she'd be forced to register as a sex offender for 10 years. Well, first off, who takes off their shirt? So dust doesn't get on them when they're working in the garage. I mean, I've taken up my button or polo shirt when something came up unexpectedly, like I had to change a flat tire or something, but I kept my undershirt on so that it would get dirty and not my body. It's easier to throw away a shirt than a body. Second, let's be clear. And let me find the political correct term for this. There's definitely some disagreement and hard feelings with the children's mother. Okay. Back to equal rights. Her husband wasn't charged. To some, this is a moral issue. And for a long time, it was for me too. And it still is to an extent. But being conservative or liberal is one's view on how the government should be run and how it should act. Not the definition of one's view on social situations. Also, Colorado and Oklahoma are already allowing women to be topless in public. Now, that's not saying that every woman is out there running around with their long cons hanging out, but it's not illegal. Prosecutors countered by saying that nudity is commonly understood to include women's breasts and in American society and that courts have indeed upheld laws based on morality. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Commonly understood is not legally defined anymore in this country. This is basically saying a woman's chest and a man's chest are not equal. A man has a right to bear his chest, but a woman doesn't. Now let's take this a teeny tiny step further. As a nation, we have accepted gender fluidity. Some don't like it, but it's a fact. We have created laws protecting those who identify as a gender other than their biological one. Technically, a biological female who identifies as a male has the same right to bear their chest as any other male. You know, my heart really goes out to Judge Kara Pettit, who is uh, here in this case. This case is being held in Salt Lake City, Utah, where 49% of the population is Mormons. Now, Mormons have an extremely high set of morals, as they should, as everyone should. If she decides to rule against Tilly Buchanan and forces her to register as a sex offender, she'd likely get tons of backlash from women's rights activists and other similar groups. However, if she rules for Buchanan, she'll probably get tons of backlash from the Mormons and other religious groups. Either way, it could be so horrible, so extreme, that she is forced to resign. This decision will also have national implications. Hopefully, she can find a way to defer to the Supreme Court so she can just put it off of her plate. Hey guys, Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for watching.
My name is Andrew Alvarez. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Also, I'll be uploading this to a podcast so you can have it right in your ear anytime you want. Thank you. Have a great day.